Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person. However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless. Friends, welcome. As we join in worship today, from our various homes, may we feel the Holy Spirit drawing us together. My name is McCall Cottrell, and I'm the minister at Grace United Church in Hanover. Welcome to today's worship service for May 30th. Today we celebrate Trinity Sunday. As you welcome us into your home, we welcome you into ours. While we may not be able to be together in person during this time, many events continue to happen at Grace Online. For more information about our book club, exercise groups, ukulele groups for children and for all ages, Zoom dance parties, and more, please see our weekly email announcements or contact the church office. A special thank you to the Reverend Doug Kaufman, for leading worship last week while I was on continuing education, and to Jen Brown for being available for pastoral care. I had a wonderful time joining with over a thousand people for an online preaching conference. As many of you know, a couple of weeks ago, our board approved my request for a leave for the month of August, September, and October. This means that my last Sunday will be August 1st, and I will be back on November 1st. This leave allows me to take on the exciting work of filling in for our region's pastoral relations minister while she is on sabbatical. It is a change for all of us, and an opportunity to experience something different for these three months. A search team for a supply minister, a search for a supply minister is underway and we hold those who are doing this work in our prayers. And as we enter into this time of worship, we remember that for thousands of years, indigenous people have walked upon this land and that their relationship with this land is at the center of their lives and their spirituality. We recognize that we are all treaty people. At Grace United Church, we are part of Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee, Ojibwe, Anishinaabek, and Métis people. We acknowledge the part the Church has played in an ongoing history of colonization and oppression. 
we pray that God may ever lead us in building right relationships. Friends, come, let us worship. May the light of Christ shine brightly in our lives and all around us. Amen. We join together in our call to worship and our opening prayer. Holy love, beginning and end, beyond all names, giver of food, drink, clothing and warmth, love and hope, life in all its goodness, we praise and adore you. Jesus Christ, wisdom and word, lover of the outcasts, friend of the poor, one of us yet one with God, crucified and risen, life in the midst of death, we praise and adore you. Holy Spirit, storm and breath, building bridges, breaking chains, waking the oppressed, making us one, unseen and unexpected, untamable energy of life, we praise and adore you. Holy Trinity, forever one, whose nature is community, sun-bound dance of love, in whom we love and grow and know our neighbor, life in all its fullness, making all things new, we praise and adore you. We join in prayer. Holy God, ever-present, bless our worship that we may celebrate your presence, grow in your love, share in holy community, and be inspired for ministry. Amen. The Minute for Mission is outdoor ministry supports well-being of children. No children have died falling out of a tree, at least not in the 17 years statistics have been gathered. In fact, the leading cause of death of children is car accidents. While some parents fear letting their children play outside, the same parents think nothing of strapping their children into a car. Over the last 35 years, attitudes have shifted. Increased screen time, along with fears of the playground, injuries, and child abduction, mean that only a third of Canadian school-aged children get the exercise they need. As a result, childhood obesity, anxiety, and depression have soared. Getting outside is good for us. That's why the United Church runs camps across the country. Today, your mission and service donations support approximately 25 United Church camps in Canada. Overall, approximately 20,000 children attend a United Church camp each year. In COVID times, many of these camps have pivoted to continue offering services and encourage kids to get outside. On Environmental Sunday, we often focus on what we can do to reduce our personal footprint and to advocate for changes to social policies, particularly ones that impact climate change. Without a doubt, we need to do more to care for the world God made. But Environment Sunday is also a good time to stop and appreciate how the created world takes care of us. As Bill Darnell, one of the founders of Greenpeace says, the environment doesn't need us. It can get along without us. We need it. Let's pause today and give thanks for all the ways the natural world sustains us and especially our children. Specifically, we give thanks for the confidence, creativity and imagination nature builds for the sense of responsibility it creates, for the stimulation it provides, for the mental and physical health it promotes, for the wonder it inspires. And we give thanks for all of our camps and for you. 
Thank you for supporting Outdoor Ministries through Mission and Service. Your gifts help our children and all of us breathe more deeply. Hello everyone. Today's scripture comes from John 3 verses 1 to 17. There was a Jewish leader named Nicodemus who belonged to the party of the Pharisees. One night he went to Jesus and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher sent by God. No one could perform the miracles you are doing unless God were with him. Jesus answered, I am telling you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. How can a grown man be born again? Nicodemus asked. He certainly cannot enter his mother's womb and be born a second time. I am telling you the truth, replied Jesus. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless he is born of water and the Spirit. A person is born physically of human parents, but he is born spiritually of the Spirit. Do not be surprised, because I tell you that you must all be born again. The wind blows wherever you, it wishes. You hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from or where it is going. It is like that with everyone who is born of the Spirit. How can this be? asked Nicodemus. Jesus answered, You are a great teacher in Israel, and you don't know this? I am telling you the truth. We speak of what we know and report what we have seen, yet none of you is willing to accept our message. You do not believe me when I tell you about the things of this world? How will you ever believe me then when I tell you about the things of heaven? And no one has ever gone up to heaven except the Son of Man, who came down from heaven. As Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the desert, in the same way the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him may have eternal life. For God loved the world so much that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not die but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to be its judge, but to be its Savior. For God so loved the world. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. I sat in the coffee shop staring down at my theological textbook entitled Faith Seeking Understanding and wondering what had I gotten myself into. There was faith all right, but the understanding part was a bit of a struggle. It was late September 2003. I was 22 years old and I had recently begun studying at Emmanuel College where I would get my Master of Divinity degree. It was, an it was exciting to take this next step in following my call to ministry and I felt inspired by the courses. However, in all honesty, it was also scary and overwhelming. There was so much to learn and on top of that, we were not only expected to understand what was in the textbook and what the professors talked about, we were also expected to reflect on what we thought. We were expected not only to learn theology, but do theology, to wrestle with and give expression to the big questions of life and faith.
I thought there, I sat there, staring down at my textbook, feeling overwhelmed by it all. And I began to wonder if I should walk away from my studies and my call to ministry. Welcome to Trinity Sunday, one of the few Sundays in the church calendar where we celebrate a theological doctrine. Today is the day centered around the Trinity, God as creator, father, mother, sacred parent, artist, designer, clockmaker, master, lord, king, queen, beloved, I am who I am, songwriter Yahweh Adonai, God in Jesus, Son, Brother, Emmanuel, Incarnate, Companion, Redeemer, Lord, Messiah, Singer, Savior, Lamb of God, God as Holy Spirit, Ruach, Sophia, Wind, Water, Fire, Companion, Disturber, Enthuser, Connector, Song, Love, Advocate, Life Giver, Friend. This is the day where the paradox of our faith that says God is one and God is three is lifted up. Today we celebrate the Trinity, an essential doctrine for many, one found in song, prayer, art, and ritual, and a source of confusion for a lot of us. To help us reflect upon and celebrate this holy day, the creators of the Common Lectionary offer us the story of Jesus and Nicodemus from the Gospel according to John. I'm sure it was chosen because all three parts of the Trinity are named in the passage. However, for me, it is the searching and the struggling for understanding of Nicodemus that makes this the perfect scripture passage for Trinity Sunday. Nicodemus, we are told, is a Pharisee, a Jewish man belonging to a group who carefully studies scripture and the oral teachings of their community and who work very hard to diligently live according to their faith. Nicodemus, we also find out, is a seeker. It is nighttime a symbolic time of searching and wondering, and he seeks out Jesus. When he finds Jesus, he greets him with great respect. Rabbi, we know you are a teacher from God. Before Nicodemus can ask a question, Jesus responds and gifts him with a private teaching. Eavesdropping into the story, we hear a lesson about the importance of being born not just of flesh and water, but also the Spirit, about how to understand the Kingdom of God, God's vision for creation, one must not only pay attention to the earthly, but also the spiritual. Jesus talks about how the human one comes from God and reveals God's truth. He then talks about how God so loved the world that God gave God's only child so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. Following this is the assurance that the child of God did not come into the world to condemn the world. And then the heartbreaking reality is named that there are those who love the shadows so much and do evil things that they will not turn from them. The teaching is rich, it is complex and it can be puzzling. Where do you even start? What do you dig into deeper? There are so many ways to go with this text. For me this year, it is Nicodemus 
who stands out. Often Nicodemus has been given a bad name for not grasping what Jesus is telling him. At times he has been characterized as sneaky or ashamed as he comes to Jesus in the night. Because his story doesn't have a conclusion and we don't know what happens next, he can easily get lumped into the group of Pharisees and other religious people who are not only confused by Jesus, but angry, defensive, and violent towards him. At times, Nicodemus, like Thomas, has been lifted up as one not to follow. Don't wrestle with faith. Don't ask questions. Just believe. One of the sad things that can happen in the church is that people sometimes think they are not qualified to talk about God or their experiences of God, or that maybe they are, or maybe they are scared or feel ashamed. Talking about God, some people think, is reserved for ministers, theologians, someone who has studied more, those who are sure of what they believe, someone else. We may think a lot about our faith, wrestle with it, reflect on the world in light of our beliefs, even talk with a couple of friends. But it is really easy to keep quiet about our faith, our questions, and our experiences. After all, what if we get something wrong? What if we say something that we're not entirely sure of? What if others disagree? What if others think I'm weird for believing this or having that experience. Maybe some of us even grew up in a church or a home where we are told that faith is about certainty and questions, well, they're not welcome. Many years ago, I met a man named Fred. That's not his real name, but we'll call him Fred. Fred grew up in a church and had been very active. He enjoyed it so much that when he went off to university to become a, minister, to become a teacher, he started taking religious studies courses. He was excited about all that he was learning and when he came back in the summer, when he started coming back to his church, he wanted to explore with his church family the different ideas that he was learning. He wanted to ask questions and he wanted to wrestle with faith. That is when his minister pulled him aside one day and said that he couldn't ask those type of questions. Fred was hurt. He began to believe that Questions were not welcome in church. So Fred left the church and he wouldn't return until about 50 years later when he was in his 60s. That's when I met Fred. Fred's wife had started attending worship and small groups regularly after her retirement. She enjoyed it and she encouraged Fred to come, telling him that he would enjoy it too, that questions and different experiences of faith were welcome. I watched as Fred tentatively, tentatively started attending worship and the meditation group that I was running. Slowly he started to share more. It was through the love and care of his wife and his new church that old and deep wounds were being healed. He was learning that church can be a place where questions and different experiences are welcomed and we bless one another in the conversations. We were all being reminded that through exploring faith together, we experience God's love in deeper and fuller ways. Fred lamented to me one day that he had missed so many years of sharing in a faith community.
Nicodemus reminds us that when we wrestle with our faith, wrestle with understanding and trying to make sense of God, the world, ourself, the rest of creation, we are met with blessing. When we dig deeply and explore the depth of our faith, we encounter the sacred truth that at the core of it all, at the heart of our traditions, teachings, and liturgies is something deeper. Through our questions, the exploring and the wrestling, we find God's great love for all creation. For God so loved the world. The Trinity has become for me one of the most important doctrines of my faith. For me, the great symphony of language and images and ideas about the Trinity helps me to explore and give expression to my faith in a God who is relational and calls us into relationship. However, today, instead of telling you about my theology of the Trinity, or sharing with you all that I have learned about the Trinity in school and over the years, I invite us to embrace the questions, the exploring, and the wrestling. I think it's pretty obvious that I decided not to pack it in all those many years ago and, and leave school and abandon my call. What carried me through those years of school was my classmates. Together we learned that it is in exploring and living our faith together that we encounter God's deep love that lies at the heart of our faith, at the core of all of our traditions and theologies and rituals and structures and practices and more. This holy love holds us, it leads us, and it transforms us. This holy love helps us to hold on to hope and to dream God's dream for all creation. This holy love gives us the fuel to love as we have been loved and co-create with God a better world. Friends, let us welcome Nicodemus. Nicodemus within us and around us. Let us continue to build a community where we encourage each other to explore, wrestle, and grow in our faith. Let us celebrate and share God's great love and the holy mysteries that hold us, lead us, and transform us. Amen. Thanks be to God. We join together in prayer. Holy One, in love you reveal yourself to us in the complexity and relationships of the Trinity and in the relationships we share. Be with us now as we offer our prayers and pour out our compassion for ourselves, one another, and our world. We give you thanks for all the blessings that surround us, the beauty of sunshine, warm days and life-giving rain, the moments of care given and received, peace that comes in the midst of struggle and the compassion of community. We thank you for all of the gifts of time, talent, love, prayer, and money that so many offer to our church, our local mission projects, and the Mission Service Fund. Bless these gifts and continue, and continue to guide their use that they may be an expression of your great love. As we share in Asian Heritage Month, we pray, O oh God, 
a prayer of thanksgiving for all the gifts that people from Asia and those with Asian descent share. Help us to celebrate and grow in our knowledge, our compassion, and our sharing. We lament the rise in anti-Asian discrimination and harassment, the history of oppression and exclusion, and the systemic racism that fills so much of our lives and our world. We pray, O oh God, bring your healing and justice. Guide us to grow in your love and the holy vision of community. We pray, O oh God, for all who are in hospital, all who are ill, and all who are dying. We pray for friends, family, and caregivers, and for healthcare workers. We pray for all who work in ICUs. We pray for those who are struggling through this pandemic, those who have lost employment, those who are feeling isolated and alone, those who are struggling with addiction, those who have lost loved ones, those who are feeling overwhelmed. We pray for all who are working to distribute and administer the vaccinations and those who are working to make sure that no part of this world is left behind. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health. Guide us, O oh God, as we continue to make the sacrifices to care for ourselves and one another and as we reach out and support one another in safe ways. We offer now our individual prayers to you. We pray all this in Jesus' name, as together we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. It's entitled, Our Diverse Heritages Are Gifts to Give and to Receive. This is written by Yunok Shin, a diaconal minister, the intercultural ministry facilitator in larger Edmonton. Uh, Yunok is based in Sherwood Park United Church. And she writes, since I moved to Canada, I have lived in three cities. Edmonton is the third city I've called home. It has one of the larger number of Korean immigrants of any Canadian city. Along with many other diverse culture, Asian communities have been growing in Canada in recent years. I'm a first-generation Korean immigrant. During my visa interview when entering Canada, a Polish-Canadian agent asked me if I was going to be an advocate for immigrant women in Canada as I had been for abused women in Korea. I'd only just set foot on this land when I was encouraged and warmly welcomed by someone I had never met before. It was a life-changing gift, a true blessing that showed me what it meant to welcome foreigners and strangers. 
Many years ago, when I was attending a personal silent retreat at the Faithful Companion of Jesus Sisters Center in Calgary, an older woman who was walking down the hall approached me and said, I hope your stay here was good. Then you added, you seem like you need a friend. I was silent for a few moments, and she continued saying, if you don't mind, I will leave your contact number and I will have a person, a, a nun, call you. Ever since then, I've continued to go to the faithful companions of Jesus Sisters for a spiritual exercise group, and I have received many gifts. This encounter has allowed me to drop my barriers and rely on God who is fully and ever present with us uh, as our forever companion. One of the great experiences for me as the only Asian in this circle is that I'm fully accepted together. Uh, we are colleagues. Uh, I have a friend who's also a diaconal minister. Uh, we are colleagues who studied together. She has listened and walked each step along the journey with me as my sister. She encourages me to be brave and confident in who I am. I've encountered many obstacles as a first-generation immigrant striving to become a Korean-Canadian. Some of these struggles include overcoming a language barrier, trying to find some much-needed friends, and trying to find community that I can belong to. It takes a lot of courage and confidence to settle in this land. In trying to overcome these obstacles, I can empathize with others who are immigrants to Canada, which is why I have a passion for this intercultural ministry. I want to help make uh, transition easier for both young and old immigrants who are part of our United Church faith communities. I want to bring people together, people from all different cultures and traditions. I want to encourage them to meet on various occasions in worship spaces, learning places, summer picnics, clergy gatherings, and especially in English language programs. My role is to provide a place and a time for people to meet and gather together with others so that they can learn about and receive gifts from one another. Recently, I had a very significant experience of breaking cultural norms. I was attending, attending a gathering of United Church Women of Alberta and Northwest Conference, uh, now uh, the regions of Chinook Winds and Northern Spirit, uh, with the theme, Who is My Neighbor? It was an exploration of intercultural ministries and interfaith relationships in the United Church of Canada. All participants were given a gift of fabric, and Sharon Prenevaux, uh, advocacy chair, uh, taught us how to make reusable shopping bags. My fabric was linen. Back home in Korea, linen is used to wrap a dead body before burial, just as in biblical times. It reminded me of my father's funeral and my grandmother's. I felt so uncomfortable when I touched this fabric, but this linen is just another ordinary fabric for white Canadians. While I shared my uncomfortable feelings about this fabric with Sharon, 
and what it was used for in my home in Korea, she listened with respect, and I no longer felt uncomfortable to touch it. Instead, I felt God's great love and open arms welcoming me. I trust that I will continue to encounter experiences like this as long as I live in this diverse, multicultural country. What a blessed faith journey we're on. There is so much to learn from diversity. Different languages, cultures, and worldviews show us how great is God's love, beauty, and freedom. May is Asian Heritage Month. It is an opportunity for the United Church of Canada to celebrate and uh, to learn more about Asian cultures and traditions. God is so good and gracious as we learn who we are becoming as Asians in this multicultural society and the world. I serve to pass on my experience as well as my love, acceptance, and encouragement to others, especially those who live in isolation on the edge and who feel they don't belong because of racial and language barriers. I thank God for giving uh, those of us who come from Asia much to learn about belonging and appreciating other races, cultures, customs, and traditions through the United Church of Canada, our faith home. And I also thank God that we have much to offer. The gifts of each country's history, art, language, respect for aging seniors, parents, and hard work. We are so proud to be Asian. Happy Asian Heritage Month. We are happy to be Asians in Canada and in the United Church of Canada. Yunok Chin, Intercultural Minister in larger Edmonton. Friends, as we conclude this time of worship, continuing to feel God's love and share God's love. May we go knowing that we are blessed. And our benediction today comes from the Reverend Nora Vedras of Calvary United Church in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan. Friends, so now we leave this space of worship. And while so much of the road ahead is uncertain, the path constantly changing, we know some things are as solid and sure as the ground beneath our feet and the sky above our heads. We know that God is love. We know Christ's light endures. We know the Holy Spirit is there, found in the space between all things, closer to us than our next breath, binding us to each other until we meet again. Go in peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us for worship. Due to the current COVID-19 measures, we're not able to gather in person However, our communities need your support more than ever, and every offering is a blessed gift. Did you know that you can specify if you'd like your offering used for our local missions and services that go directly to help those in our community that need it the most? We'd like to thank each and every one of you, whether you've donated time or treasure to keep our churches going through the current COVID-19 measures. If you'd like to send an offering, you can send it to treasurer at graceunitedhanover.ca 
or mail 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, Canada, N4N1V6. Or you can send an offering to Harrison United Church by visiting harrisonunited.com and clicking the donate button or by mail at Harrison United Church, P.O. Box 298, Harrison, Ontario, Canada, N0G1Z0. Thank you so very much and God bless. <music>